0: So on this week's episode of be more super the podcast we've got another great guest from the wonderful show Stargirl that's going into season three on the 31st of august on the cw channel is yvette monreal did i say it right yes
1: thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to speak with you
0: oh you know what i'm so excited because i love this show i think it's one of the best dc shows out there and may have more seasons to come because I think each season just adds to it, and I just think the characters are great, the writing's great, and the, you know, the story is just fantastic. So I'm looking forward to season three. But before we chat about the wonderful show, uh, you know, the last two years have been crazy for the majority of the globe. So how have you kept positive and keep moving forwards during this pandemic that we've been in?
1: Yeah, I think the pandemic it really created a lot, a lot of economic stress um socially it's isolated all of us but um honestly going back to stargirl was really therapeutic for me i have amazing castmates who i love to hang out with and then coming back from stargirl having my family my friends they're not really in the acting business and i do live far away from la so i'm not like constantly reminded of like what my next job is um i'm able to just hang out with friends and family. Go to the beach and really just take my time. Um, reading books, I love Don Miguel Ruiz. Like those books are my favorite. And just just working out, having having time to do yoga and all those things. Like those are my favorite, my top things to make me feel like at peace and at ease. And just meditate. I love doing all of that stuff.
0: That is awesome. I mean, personally, I feel that the pandemic has been a giant reset button, you know, on the world. And it's got us doing a lot of thinking about what's important, you know, to us and to everyone around us, because I think that it's definitely divided the globe with the considerate ones to the ones that may not have been as as considerate as they should have been. But uh, we're still here and we're still fighting fit, and we're getting some great content from the pan- pandemic. There's been a lot of uh, great writing and great shows like season three of yeah. Stargo. So why acting? Why choose that route to take, and what inspired you to get into acting?
1: Not going to lie. In the beginning, I was really scared because I don't have family. I don't have friends who are in the business, so um but my mom always knew that i loved to put on a show uh at christmas especially i loved like my whole family would come over so i loved to just like make people laugh and do silly things and just perform right so um in high school specifically my mom asked me if i wanted to do drama class and i said i can't perform in front of all my high school peers like i want to be the cool kid you know i don't want to seem like I'm trying too hard or whatever. And she was like, if you can't perform in front of your high school peers, how are you going to perform in front of the world? Mm-hmm. And that really made a lot of sense. And I was like, you know what, mom, you're right. So she just went on on her own and signed me up for drama class. And it was the best thing ever. I started to take it a little more serious, like, wow, maybe I can do this. And so in high school, um, we had actually like a stunt coordinator visit our our theater class, and he was telling us a little bit about the business and how he had worked with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. It was a lot of back and forth because I'll tell you why. So this story is exactly why. Um, he told us how he worked in the business, and he was like, I haven't seen any of your guys' work, but just to let you know, you have a better chance at winning the lottery than you do have – becoming a successful actor and that scared the bejeebers out of me I was like oh my gosh I just took his word as it was I was like okay well then I can't do that if I have more success winning the lottery like that's crazy so I started looking into special effects classes like for college I was like let me do something that's a little more safe and while I was in my special effect effects class uh, my teacher at the time was like working at Sony. And she was like, if any of you take this class serious, and you pass with an A, there's jobs waiting at Sony. And I was like, Whoa, that sounds so great. But as time went on, and I as I was working on the special effects project, I was looking at the actors who were in them. And I was like, Wow, that's what I really want to be doing. So I kind of just took a leap of faith. And I started saving all my money for acting classes. And I knew I wasn't a child actor, so I didn't grow up on set. I was like, people are going to have to see that I'm serious about this. So I joined a conservatory. I started doing background work in the beginning Um, and the people at the background agency, they were like Eva Longoria was here just like all of you guys. So maybe, maybe one of you guys will be as successful as her. And I was like, yeah, Eva Longoria. And little do you know, I end up working with her in the Lowriders movie that I did like in the beginning mm-hmm. of my career. And it was just like a full cir- cir- circle moment. I was like, oh my gosh, like here she is in my face. We had just talked about her years ago in this background casting agency. And now I have my own agency at, uh, you know, of my own. And it was just like I was, I was like,
0: And the rest is history. And yeah, the rest is you- history um i've got to say as well that that um you know you know performing in front of peers is harder to actually perform in front of strange strange strangers so when, when, yeah. when you was at high, high school but it's obviously all worked out for for you extremely well i mean when you started out did you have a plan in place of where you wanted to get to who you wanted to act with you know you know the end goal
1: I didn't have a plan exactly. Like I said, I didn't have friends or family that could help me out. So I really just applied myself. And I knew that knowledge, the more I knew about the acting industry, the better I would be off. So I applied to this um, Stella Adler Conservatory. Uh, I did a couple classes at um, the the business in the beginning, I did a couple classes and they mentioned that they were gonna have a conservatory. It was so much money for my family. And I was like, there's no way. And I had a private conversation with my mom and I was like, I really wanna do this, but I don't think Pa, Pa was my stepdad and I call him that. I don't think Pa could afford this. And so we worked together with the Stella Adler Conservatory to like meet in the middle because they saw potential in me as well they were able to give it to us at a good price. And so I did that for two years. I did five classes a a week, four hours a day. And um, my stepdad was like my biggest cheerleader. So it was because of him that I was able to do it. And through that, I found my manager. So it was kind of just a case by case thing. Like I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I didn't have a plan B. Mm. And my biological father was like, you better give this a year or else go back to school, you know, and and get yourself a real career. And I was like, (laughs) but you don't understand this is what I want to do. So luckily, I had my stepfather and my mom just cheering me on and, and it worked. So I'm so happy with where I'm at. And so glad I have the support of my family. Because I don't think I'd be where I am if I didn't.
0: Mm, Yeah, family is everything. And, And And the next quest question is, who inspired you the most, you know, going into this industry? Was it certain actors or was it certain, you know, peers and mentors?
1: Honestly, I think, it. okay, can I, I'm going to be real honest here. I would watch the Disney Channel a lot and Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana. I was like, look at her on the Disney Channel. I was like, I could do that, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I just saw her as a normal person, you know, and and she, I felt like, wow, like she's not, she's not like this perfect person, and she's still up there doing what she loves. Like I think that I could do that too, and this was just a thought in my mind, but I still remember it very vividly, and yeah, my. I, <sighs> That was my first like glimpse of like maybe I could do it, and also the Selena movie, you know J Lo, mm. Jennifer Lopez, that was a great movie, and that really inspired me as well to just follow my dreams. Mm, so. I've got
0: I've 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 got to say um, the uh, J Lo documentary, you know when she was doing the half halftime show, was awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen see, seen it, but she is phenomenal for her age and what what she's achieved she's just fun she's fantastic so let's talk she's about... such
1: a great actor mm. i'm sorry i was just gonna say, she's a great actor performer she hustles so hard she put a yeah. lot of work into everything
0: yeah definitely and it's a good role model as well for you know youngsters out there wanting to make it in in the biz business and worried about yeah. representation uh, you know being a female, you know, it just shows that you can do it if you put your mind, mind to it and keep fighting for, forwards, which I think is great. It really is. Uh, so season three of Stargirl, it seems a lifetime oh, yeah. since season two. So we're so excited, the 31st of August. So let's go back in time a bit. So when you originally all, all auditioned for this role, did you ever think that it it would have such an impact, you know, within the DC world? as it does today.
1: Absolutely. And the only reason why I think that was because of who I saw was attached. Jeff Johns, I mean, he is the guru Mm. of DC. And the fact that he made Stargirl, it was a passion project for him. I was like, I need to be a part of this. This is amazing. And then James Robinson, he created the shade. and Right? I think he created the shade or revamped it. Um, I think so. Yeah, I believe. Anyway, yeah. So we had him <laughs> as a writer, and and the whole writing staff is amazing. And I just knew we couldn't go wrong. And it was something that I was like, I need to get this part because the people attached are amazing. Mm.
0: And were you a comic book fan before, or was it a case of, oh no, I need to read, I need to do 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 some research?
1: Yes, I definitely needed to do research. um I didn't know who Wildcat was in the beginning, but my brother, he did collect comics. So Batman, Riddler, like all those he had, he had folders stacked on folders with comic books. So I had seen DC and Marvel and all that stuff, but I wasn't heavily involved or not a, I wasn't like a comic book reader. So I had to go back and look at my infinity earths and and all my comic books and, and purchase them off eBay and Uh, really do my homework but the good thing about that was that in the show Wildcat isn't isn't how it is in the comics you know Mm. she has her this is before she's a reporter this is before she's gotten older so I was really able to make it my own which I loved I, I didn't feel a lot of pressure on that point
0: do you find I know this is off off script a bit from my questions but do you find that you get a lot of fans asking you so many in-depth questions about your character at times because they must be quite passionate uh you know because i don't know everything uh you know i'm a comic book fan but do you, do you do you find that you get that from the fans
1: i don't get a lot of in-depth questions but some things that i've been stumped on is like the earth the earths like if we were to be on this one and this one like would that make sense and i'm like that's still some stuff I need to do some research on. That's still <laughs> some stuff that I need to explore. So, you know, TBD to, you know, mm. we're going to get back to that. one. So, but it's, it's a lot of fun there. I, I love to see the passion from everyone and to see how committed they are to the series. It's really, it's really great to see that there's so many passionate fans, you know? Mm.
0: And I know, I know the fans would love uh, to see a crossover with the flash uh, because the flash is obviously ending with the next see- season and it's just heartbreaking it re- really is um so you get the call to say that you got the job who was the first person that you told uh, the that you had the role
1: i believe okay so i remember i was in europe i was shooting this movie it was called rambo last blood and um i was so many hours ahead i was sleeping i got an email from my agents actually I wasn't able to get on the phone call because I was asleep and doing night shoots. So, so when I woke up, I called my stepdad because he is my biggest cheerleader. Like I said, and I called him and I told him and he was so over the moon. He was so excited. I remember him being like, "Guys, honey, that's great. He was so happy for me. He was so, and it just made me just feel like everything was working the way it was supposed to be. And I was so nervous taking on like a dc character but i knew like this is the path that i wanted to take and it was all meant to happen so
0: Mm. it was
1: it was great it was a good surprise because right after that movie i was going into production with that show and it's the best thing an actor can look forward to
0: yeah i mean the next quest quest question would be you know how nervous was you because it's a lot of responsibility taking on you know a superhero within the dc world but with the fans as well being so passionate, I mean, you sign on, you get the scripts. How nervous was was you to step onto set?
1: I was extremely nervous. I was so nervous. I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like, am I supposed to be here? Is this, are they sure they casted the right person? You know, I had all these thoughts going on, but I think the fact that there hadn't been I think there was like one Wildcat before me in the 60s. There wasn't that much pressure to try to emulate or or copy. I think I would have done that. I would have watched other Mm. people and like how they played Wildcat. But the fact that I didn't really have those resources, it let me just do it on my own and create it on my own. So there wasn't that kind of pressure. But just being on set with everyone and all these other superheroes, it made me feel like, am I really supposed to be here? But you know, Jeff reassured all of us that like, yes, you guys were the choices and everything. So,
0: well, I'm sure working alongside Sylvester Stallone um, taught you a lot of, you know, you know, of things of being ner- nervous because, you know, working with a great man to me has been my idol since I, w- I was a kid from the Rocky days. Uh-huh. So, so um, you know, I used to box. Do I, I, you know what? I used to get bullied so much when I was a kid. I was like a bully's dream because i had a stutter so i had seven years of speech therapy and i still stuff um, suffer from a stutter now uh, when i'm either tired or excited um, really? so yeah so i went into bo- bo- boxing because i was getting beaten up so many times and can i add oh my by, gosh by girls by girls not boys by girls So, so insult to injury, I was getting beat up by girls every (laughs) single day. So my dad took me to uh, boxing and that was because... I was so into Rocky so Sylvester Stallone to me has oh. always been a hero and hopefully one day I'll get to speak to him or meet him because you know he got me through a lot when I when I was a kid so I can imagine coming from that movie uh-huh. Rambo Last Last Blood onto StarGirl must have prepared you a bit you know in in the way the way of your nerves uh, but in your opinion what makes StarGirl so well received because I don't hardly hear anything bad about the show
1: i know i mean honestly it has so much heart and i think that i we've all talked about this like time and time again the demographic is just so large like Mm. someone can there's a relatable character on that show for every person you know whatever age range there is and so i think that has a lot to do with it um you know there's teenage kids there's parents there's you know like Starman, even even hunter's grandparents they're you know there's every age range so i think that it's very relatable in that way like you can find a character and be like yep that's the person i relate to the most there's so many and they've mm-hmm. done a great job at like really flushing all of them all of them out and not leaving them um surface levely. so um, i yeah. i that's what i think
0: and with season three without your nda exploding and you get in Mr. Jeff Johns on the phone. What can you tell us (laughs) about season three and what to expect? What have we got in store this season?
1: Well, we have Starman back. That's great, right? (laughs) I mean, you guys all know that. Um, With my character specifically, we uh, end with Cindy wanting to join the JSA. And that doesn't sit well with me. So that's a little, that's, I think that's the most I can say. I get so nervous with these things. We just went to a con and I literally was so nervous. I barely said anything, but um, yeah, it doesn't sit well with me. And I think uh, the judgment from my parents have sub- has subconsciously like made me that way towards certain people and uh Yolanda is very trusting until you give her a reason not to trust people. So I think once people make their beds, they have to (laughs) lay in it. She's very very, uh, vocal this season. Very vocal, not meek at all. You're going to see her really go at it with some people.
0: That is um, very well said. Very well said. It's got to be difficult. I mean, <laughs> I I I couldn't do that. I would like let loads of things slip. I know that Breck said the other week that this season is more like a murder mystery because obviously Jeff yes. wanted things like the first season to be like Back to the Future and 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 this as a murder mystery, which makes it sound wonderful. And obviously, when the trailer came yep. out, everyone got so excited to obviously see Starman back training Star Girl. Um, so I've got to say your character has had the meatiest story arc throughout the seasons. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what's been the most challenging part of playing Yolanda because, you know, she's gone through a lot. She really has.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do excel at drama and crying is one of the, one of, my strengths in my toolbox. And they know that, you know, Jeff has even said, he's like, that's why we give it to you because you're (laughs) so good at it. So I would say it's more of the physical aspect, like acting with a mask Mm. in the beginning, especially season one. That was really hard for me because there would be some expressions and sometimes it would just look like I'm blank faced. but it's because like I have big eyes and sometimes my expression is thrown through is shown through my eyebrows Mm. or you know, there's a lot of movement in this area right here. So, um, having all of that covered up made it extremely physical for me. I had to use other parts of my body to show that I was feeling a certain way. So I would say that, and also, also the boxing, um, especially season one, like I had this whole scene with the punching bag where, you know, uh, Courtney Whitmore, she walks in on Yolanda, uh, and, uh, I didn't want it to look fake. And you know, it's funny. I prepped like two months before that because I I wanted to do the boxing justice. You know, I didn't want it to look like I was just throwing my arms. Um, so I prepped really hard for that. And I got a lot of compliments from it. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. was that you? And I was like, that actually was. Thank you so much because I prepped really hard for that. <laughs> so I think it's just like, and I'm not as coordinated as Wildcats. Wildcat is very agile and, mm-hmm. um, you know, fast, swift. She's very, like, sneaky, and I'm very clumsy as a person, so I had to work on that part as well, and uh, hopefully. No, you know what? Kira, Kira O'Connor, my stunt double, she was able to help me look more swift, I have to say. She's great,
0: Yeah. And, and you couldn't tell that you had a stunt double. So uh, you could have said that you've done it all yourself and we wouldn't know. <laughs> um, but bless the stunt department because I think they do a stellar job because often they're very unknown. But they put themselves through some amazing things and deliver some amazing results. So the team on Star Stargirl are absolutely amazing.
1: I was gonna say, did you see that they have Emmy nominations now? Like they are able to get Emmy nominated now.
0: No, because I knew that they can't yeah. the get Oscars, um, which is again strange, um, which is unbelievable. Okay, maybe
1: maybe it was it? Awesome. But the fact that they have a nomination category, I'm like, finally, they're getting recognition because they mm. work so hard, even on our mm. days off, even on the weekends, they will be putting themselves through the ringer mm. to make. That two-minute scene look amazing. They put months and months in effort. So, months and months of effort in. So, yes, I'm so glad they're getting recognition now.
0: And with with these meteor parts that you know the meteor storylines that you have, how do you prepare for them as an actor? Because, you know, you've gone through a lot with the picture at high school, uh, killing brainwave. You know, it's a lot. Um So, how do you get into the mindset? you know, for the, for, for that story, storyline? Uh,
1: well, I really am kind of a method actor. So I do a lot of substitution um, and I have a lot of notes. I have a big, I have a whole journal on wildcat and, you know, just, yeah. Substitution and bringing my own tra- trauma and hurt into the storyline. I think that, that helps, carry the story and carry the truth that you see in Yolanda you know like sometimes you see her crying and that's from a real hurt that I went through and that's why it's so believable I think
0: and after those shots what's the first thing that you do when you come off camera because it's got to be quite draining emotionally for you I mean what's the first thing that you do to get yourself out of that sort sort of sort of mindset
1: um I think it because we always take a number of shots. We always take like one to five shots of the same scene. So I try to stay in it as long as I can. I go to the corner and I just um, head down, just talking to myself. And then um, once the shot is over with, over with though, and I'm done and I'm wiping my tears away, um, I just go and I, you know, I say hi to Jeff and I say hi to like our director or I go to my castmates and, you know, it's more draining when I get home when I'm done and mm. I'm sitting down on my couch and i'm just like whoo that was a lot of work but um yeah i just go to crafty it's like any normal day i don't stay in it too long because that could be really draining Mm. um i try to just like as soon as i'm done i take my wardrobe off and try to go eat dinner with my castmates or do something fun to lift me back up and watch a good tv show
0: Mm. and what's been your favorite memory of working on the show to date obviously without any spoilers, because it might be in see, see, season three, you know? <laughs>
1: well, actually in season three, I'm kidding. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say my fondest memory was when the whole JSA sat at the cafeteria for the first time. It was, it was so special. And Jeff Johns was there and, He just made it such a special moment. He was like, wow, this is like Christmas. And it made me feel like I was actually a part of something, you know. And ensemble cast, it feels like sometimes you can get a little lost. But just feeling so a part of something and how special it was to him made it extremely special to me. And it made me remember that moment. And Mm. I would say that one for sure.
0: I mean, what I love about the show is the female leads. Uh, because uh, being a dad myself to two young girls you know it's great to see that you know they'll have someone to look up to um and to sort of idolize and 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 watch how important is it that we see more female leads especially superheroes um you know on our screens
1: i think it's extremely important and we're heading in the right direction you just see more and more as time goes on and more that like the more we voice it, the more they listen. And I feel like media me the media on television shows us what's accepted. So I think the more female leads, the you know, it affects our it affects our youth. It affects our children. So when they grow up and are able to say that they were able to look up to someone on TV and feel like a superhero, be like a superhero that just i think that's what makes it worth it and that's what makes people feel like they can be something more than just an ordinary person so of course it's so it's special mm. and it's so it's so important
0: mm. special and, and, and going back to your character um you know what sort of training did you have to go through uh to be wildcat ready i mean did they put you through a boot camp did you have to learn certain techniques i mean what did that look like
1: It was very interesting. So like I said before, I put myself... I didn't know if we were going to have a boot camp or not. So I signed up with a boxer for two months just to make sure... Because, you know, my character is a boxer. So I wanted to make sure if there were any scenes where I had to fight, that it was, you know, at least I had the foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I put myself through that. And then once I got to Atlanta... Uh, Walter Garcia, our stunt coordinator, had days with all of us. You know, I think mine was two weeks worth of wire work. Um, yeah, just going. That was crazy for the first time, going on a up on a wire and just dropping down like the butterflies. I got so many. And, um, and yeah, just a little stunt coordinating. Most of it was on the day because our stunt doubles do so much of it that when you know, we would show up on the day, they would show us the, the, the things that we needed to land. Um, but it was pretty easy. I I would say, I would say it was a, a good two weeks before going in, but, you know, diet and exercise, that's a given. I want to be superhero ready. And that was my own choice to get in the gym and do all that good stuff.
0: That's awesome. And, um, we talk about, you know, your costume, and the way you look on screen which is awesome i mean have you liberated any props or costume pieces have you freed them and maybe at your place um on the wall
1: well i have liberated a few things (laughs) no maybe a couple things um so like i said before it was really hard for me to act with the mask so i was able to get the styrofoam version of the mask That I wear the cowl that I wear, uh, so that I could be at home and you know perform any scenes that I want with the mask. And if it was too little for my liking, then I would adjust accordingly physically. And I also was able to take the Thunderbolt pen.
0: (gasps) What I know? Do they know? I don't know if anyone knows
1: that. I don't think they know. (laughs) But you know what? It's funny because in season two, when Trey and Luke Wilson were doing that scene together, Trey, there was no uh, special effects. They had to do it with tape and a little piece. Uh, like there was, there was the the pen that was, that was taped on the arm and then when he would flick it, it would go backwards. So he kept flicking the pen away and there was like a, a good 20 pens. So I was like, you know what? They won't mm-hmm. miss one if it's gone. So I'm gonna go ahead and just keep that as a nice little souvenir
0: and it's always better to ask for forgiveness than permission so um uh, and i am sure that they'll be fine with that i really do yeah. but may maybe uh-huh. one one day you can have 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 your costume you know uh, because you uh deserve it you know you've probably sweated and worked very hard in that suit <laughs> i mean what's the best and worst thing about that outfit you know
1: the best and worst thing hmm I would say the best thing about that outfit is the texture on the actual Wildcat suit. It's so in detail. There's little cat scratches on it. There's oh, wow. little, you know, it's just so intricate and detailed. I love it. Um, the worst, I would say not so much anymore, but the time getting into the suit was hmm was grueling a little bit in the beginning. It took like an hour because um, I have undergarments on and then sometimes if it's cold, I have to put like, you know, layers of, of tights on and then I have to put the suit on and it took a very long time. But as things progressed and, and got easier and the more I wore it, it, we shrunk it down to like 20 minutes. Uh-huh. So <laughs> that's funny, right? <laughs> Putting on like a onesie takes 20 minutes, but there's so many parts to it. It's all fun though i love it i would do it again in a heartbeat
0: and it looks ama- amazing the whole production i think is just fun fun fantastic because it each episode is like a mini mo- mo- movie it just shows the amount of effort they've put in with the special effects and everything It's just awesome um so i'm sure that my fellow fans would like to know is there any rumors on season four maybe being green lit maybe starting filming soon or do we not know? This is where normally the guests will probably either look away <laughs> or go. Mm.
1: You know what? I wish I knew because if I did, I would tell you guys. But so far, we're still in the dark. I mean, but no news is good news, right? There's been a lot yeah. of things that have been gone off air from CW. And and we're just keeping our fingers crossed because it would be amazing to go back to this this project. I love everyone on it, and mm. and it's just a good show. And like you know, Jeff, he comes from cinema, so everything is a mini movie, and that's like we all pointed that out. Episode one, and we're like, "Whoa, the
0: quality
1: mm. on this!" Show. yeah, the bu- so, the budget
0: alone was massive. You know, for a pilot of a show, I, I can't remember how much it was, yeah. but it was like movie level budget, which obviously shown.
1: Yes, exactly. I remember thinking this is crazy this that that specifically star girl is the biggest project i think i've been a part of so and it shows like all of the good it all it's all it's all to make it better for you guys you know for the audience and the special effects aren't put in unless they're needed because it is very expensive so you know they do a good job at taking care of us the show making sure it's it's up to par with all the superhero movies
0: Mm, and it definitely is and You know if you had a choice of being a superhero apart from wildcat which superhero would you want to be on screen
1: honestly the first thing that came to mind when i read that question was wonder woman she's amazing and gal gadot she makes the character that much more likable and you know, I always get stuck when I'm on, you know, when I'm on Girl on the set, I like watching other superhero shows or su- superhero bloopers and stuff like that. And I saw all her bloopers for Wonder Woman. I'm like, she is so just, I want to be around her. I want to be her friend. Can we just be friends? You know what I mean? <laughs> She's so great and such a good talent. So.
0: No, that's excellent. Who knows? We might, might see you. Um, a part of the Wonder Woman franchise in the future, who knows? And then um, yeah. last last few quest questions. You're coming over to the UK apparently. Um, is it next year or this year? Is that? How um, did you know? Because I know everything. No, it's for <laughs> is it is, is it Star Fury, um, yes, convention. So so I will put a link to that convention in the video below uh but have, have, yeah. have you been over to the, U- the UK before have you done a Star Fury I have,
1: I have never been to the UK and I am oh. so excited I was just telling Breck about this I was like Breck I'm going to Star Fury and she's like stop it right now and she started planning everything with me she's like let's do this this day and this day and I'm like oh my gosh she is going to be my wing woman because she knows everything about everywhere so I've never been I've never been and I'm so excited to go I love the way Everyone talks over there. It's just such a beautiful accent.
0: Well, it's not as posh as Jonathan Cakes. Um, I've got to say because <laughs> he has got the poshest accent. Um, but yeah, it depends where you go to. Uh, in England, mm-hmm. the accents are so diverse. Wherever you go, you can go like ten miles up the road and people talk completely different. It's hilarious. But you you will abs- absolutely love it o- over here. Do some sightseeing. Uh, but how can fans follow you I on social it. media?
1: Well, I'm on Instagram, Yvette Monreal, my first and last name, and I'm also on Twitter. I'm not as active there, but Instagram and Twitter are my go-to's, yes.
0: Oh, Yvette, you've been a great guest. It's been fantastic to have you on. It's been an absolute honor, and I look forward to season three. Uh, And, um, yeah, all the best for the future. Keep safe and stay super.
1: Thank you so much, Brian, and thank you for sharing the little part of your growing up and how Rocky inspired (laughs) you. I thought that was really sweet